You are listening to The Bouquet Toss, the podcast dedicated to uncovering where wedding trends and traditions come from to empower couples everywhere to plan a wedding day that feels authentic to them. This show is hosted by the budget-savvy bride herself, Jessica Bishop, along with me, Sari Wienerman, her Real Weddings editor. We've got a ton of fun stuff to unpack with you today, so before you get cold feet, let's dive right in. Welcome back to another episode of The Bouquet Toss. Today, we are talking all about traditional wedding dances. At the end of the day, we just want to empower you to plan a wedding day that feels authentic to you, which means choosing to include the things that feel really good and tossing out the things that don't feel like a fit. It's your day and you should have it your way. So, hey Jess, how you doing? Hey, I'm good. How are you? Are you ready to dance? Uh, yeah, I think we could all use a little bit of like fun dancing in our lives after 2020, right? <laughs> right, I think so too. And luckily, there's quite a few wedding dance traditions for us to talk about. Yeah, there's so many different dances involved in like the wedding reception. And so there's a lot to talk about. The first dance between the couple, the father-daughter dance, and mother-son dance. Mm-hmm. There's the money dance, which we'll get into, and we're also going to talk about the anniversary dance. So, you know, I think what we really should just establish up front is that dancing at weddings was just part of the tradition of throwing a party. It was always a customary thing if you were throwing a party for the guest of honor to start the party off with a dance. Right. It's like back to the days of old-fashioned balls, right? Exactly. So what we start off at most weddings with to get the crowd excited and get everyone moving is the first dance. And it's meant to be their first dance as a married couple. But this is a popular tradition in European and American cultures, as you said, because it came from old-fashioned balls. Royal families would have these exquisite balls, and it was usually the person with the highest social status or the highest title or something like that that would start dancing on the dance floor so that they could get all of the other guests up and you know invite them to get the party started. So what started as a way for the people with the highest social standing to kick off the party has been co-opted into the wedding tradition. And of course, who has the highest social status at a wedding other than the couple who's getting married? So they kick off the wedding reception dancing by having their first dance together before inviting all of their other family and friends to come join them on the dance floor. It's such a sweet moment, right? Yes, definitely a photo-heavy moment and a focal point, I would say, of the reception in a lot of cases. But it doesn't mean that you have to do it by any means. As with everything, you have to choose what's right for you. So if you're not a dancer, like, don't feel pressured. But it can be a really, really special moment between you and your new spouse. Yeah, I went to a wedding, mm, I guess, two years ago now. And they did this really adorable... Not as much dance, but they staged this moment where they came in and she like ripped open his shirt and he had a Superman shirt underneath. Oh, I was like bracing myself for like what you were going to say there. (laughs) 
Right. I feel like I did not tell this well. I should mention that there were two, my nephew was one of them, and there were two ring bearers who had entered, you know, like the whole wedding party entered first. And the two ring bearers entered with these capes that she made for them that were like superhero capes. Wow. And then the bride and groom came in and the groom is a huge superhero fan. And so he had Clark Kent glasses on and a Superman shirt underneath. This was kind of their way to be like, we're not worried about being stuffy and old fashioned at this party. We're here to have fun, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I really feel like the dancing portion and the reception is where couples really kind of let their personalities shine in a lot of ways. And we see a lot of, you know, who hasn't seen all the viral YouTube videos and stuff like that of bridal parties busting a move in a choreographed dance on the dance floor. Right. And I mean, it just makes sense. You know, the rest of the wedding stuff is kind of pulled together and you're spending hours getting ready and taking photos and making sure everything goes right. And this is the time to just let loose. And so I love that it starts out with the bride and groom and they're like, hey, everyone, celebrate with us. Yeah, yeah. It's a time to not be so formal. And like you said, let loose. Yeah. And I think you can, if if that formal thing is something you're into, there's a lot of couples who end up actually taking lessons before their wedding to have a moment that they can feel really confident dancing together. Maybe they're not so comfortable on their feet. You know, in the past, the first dance really usually was a waltz or some right. type of ballroom dance. People did that often. <laughs> exactly. That was actually a skill that most people had. They were using it whenever they went to social dances. So it was more, I guess, common for people to feel comfortable. And that's definitely not the norm no. now. Yeah. But a lot of modern couples either do like a slow dance instead, or they actually learn ballroom for their wedding it's a cute activity when you're engaged to start working on together in preparation for your wedding yeah it can it can be a fun activity to do together depending on your comfort level and your partner's comfort level some folks just are anti even learning they're just not about it so it just kind of depends yeah. on what you feel and I think keep in mind that Especially now when we're seeing smaller, you know, micro weddings, more elopements, the dance aspect is a lot of times not even part of a wedding now. And that's becoming really, really normal. And I think that is awesome, too. So if there's not even going to be a big crowd getting up and dancing, I think you can toss this right away. Yeah, I would say that, especially with the downsizing that we're seeing happening, whether by choice or as a result of restrictions and the pandemic, I think in a smaller wedding setting, you may not do the whole dancing reception thing. And so even if you just wanted to have your first dance, but not have dancing for everyone, it really is up to you in your personal situation and what feels right for you. Yeah, I think you could pick a song for the two of you. And even I'm now picturing like a Zoom wedding where the bride and groom are just themselves in their apartment and they have all their family on Zoom. <laughs> and maybe you just sway back and forth together just to enjoy the moment. But it doesn't really have to be putting on a show if you don't want to. Right. Well, and what you just said about the song so much of that first dance moment really is wrapped up in your song choice I totally agree and I always love finding out what 
song they're going to pick because I think it tells you a lot about the couple. Absolutely. But there are definitely some super popular first dance songs out there. Should we play a game? I think we're, we'll play a game and I'll sing a little bit of the song. You oh. need to guess who it's by. Okay. Keep in mind, these are all popular first dance songs. Doesn't mean that they just, and they're popular right now, but that doesn't mean they just came out or anything like that. Okay. Okay, let's try. I'm thinking out loud, baby, we found love right where we are. Sorry. I feel like he has um, another one that's super popular too, but it's Ed Sheeran. What's the other one? Perfect. You yeah, look, you look perfect tonight. Yeah. That's another yeah. really, really popular Oh my God, so many. Well, even the music video for that Ugh. is, Heart is it him? Yeah. He's dancing. It's like a first dance. Yeah, I think so. Ah, so cute. That is a great first dance song. And I think he did a like a duet version with Beyonce, which is also really nice. <gasps> You're right. Very popular oh, choice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Also, just having like an instrumental version of it, too. Yeah. I, I love that. I love when couples choose, you know, popular songs and do either a cover or, uh, like you said, an instrumental version, depending on, you know, what the moment is. I don't know who else is as obsessed with the movie The Wedding Singer as I am, but they play Journeys Don't Stop Believing, I think, like on a string quartet during the wedding ceremony at the end of the movie. <laughs> I... Wait, okay, so I'm not as obsessed with the movie, but I am obsessed with the musical, The Wedding Singer. Oh, I never saw the musical. You have got to listen to the soundtrack. Oh it gosh. is, quite frankly, one of my favorite ever. I used to work out at the gym to The Wedding Singer musical soundtrack. How did I not even know that was a thing? This is your homework. Okay, I will gladly accept this assignment. <laughs> um, yeah, it's pretty good. That's hilarious. But yes, for anybody who didn't recognize it, when you rewatch The Wedding Singer, as you should, I've probably seen it over a hundred times, to be honest. But they play Journeys Don't Stop Believing, I think, like the string quartet at like the wedding scene. Might not be the beginning of the wedding. It might be, or the beginning of the movie. There's so many weddings in the movie, I, so it's hard to remember. Several, yeah. Keep an ear out for it. It's a classic. Oh, so good. So another really popular song is From This Moment by Shania Twain. Yes. Also a classic, I think. Yes. I feel like that music video as well had like a bridal vibe to it. It's been a long time so now. Good. I know it has been a long time. Well, one that we've definitely seen a million times is All of Me by John Legend. Another great one. I truly think that's going to be the chosen wedding song for couples for like ever now it's so good I mean his voice is just amazing so another one that I personally really love is A Thousand Years by Christina Perry oh that's like the Twilight movie one right mm -hmm. made famous by Twilight I mean that was a pretty epic moment truly I'm uh, pretty sure my sister did an instrumental version of it or it was to walk down the aisle I think she got oh, it oh yeah that song is beautiful great choice mm -hmm. And last but not least, your favorite, I'm going to guess, <laughs> is Lover by Taylor Swift. Yes, a new one to the very popular list for this year. Although now that her uh, subsequent albums are out, they are much sadder. So I'm very glad that we have <laughs> Lover. 
<laughs> she's going through it, I guess, in quarantine. I don't think she's personally going through it, but the but we are the album is taking us all through it. <laughs> so. Sure, I totally get that. Yeah. So these are all awesome choices for a first dance. If you're gonna do a first dance, but another dance that typically happens soon after is the father-daughter dance. And this definitely started to echo the tradition of the father giving the daughter away. Mm -hmm. But I do like that nowadays, a lot of couples opt to, you know, if we're talking about a heterosexual couple, then they'll also be like the mother-son dance for the other side. Mm -hmm. That way, it's not just this one-sided thing of the father giving her away. I also love when everyone just grabs somebody and starts dancing just because somebody decided to start, which I think is pretty cool. So if you're thinking about doing the father-daughter dance at your wedding, we compiled a list of some of the really popular songs that people choose, which we'll always say, pick whatever you want. But we did find some of what are the most popular ones. So Jess, you want to read these? Sure. And a central thread of the father-daughter dance song list that I've seen is tearjerker, really sappy sentimental for some reason, which I think I have to caveat this a little bit. Depending on your relationship with your own dad, your song choice is going to be different. (laughs) So yes. And I think that is something we absolutely should mention. You may not want to even partake at all, or you may want to do something that feels really, really right for the two of you. And there's no need to feel pressure to pick something that other people have done or that has become really popular just because it feels like that's what you're supposed to do. Exactly. Yeah. So small caveat, but yeah, these are some of the most popular ones according to some of the lists that we found. So Butterfly Kisses by Bob Carlyle. <laughs> That's a sappy one. Sure to bring a tear to your eye. Uh, the Way You Look Tonight by Frank Sinatra, which I think you can't really go wrong with a Frank Sinatra, right? I agree. Can't go wrong. Classic. Timeless. Another one is How Sweet It Is by James Taylor, which I'm a huge James Taylor fan and have been since I was in early high school. Love anything James Taylor. That's Uh, a really good one. Yeah. Uh, Another popular choice is My Girl by The Temptations, Mm -hmm. which is a little Mm -hmm. bit more like sweet and like upbeat and less emotional, (laughs) which I think is, is a great choice. And then another, the last one that I had was Cinderella by Stephen Curtis Chapman, which is another, like, will get you weepy a little bit, I think. (laughs) Yeah, so all great choices. And, you know, again, if you've heard any of our previous episodes, you know that we are all for super inclusive wedding traditions. So we don't want any of these things, you know, father-daughter dance, mother-son dance to make anyone feel pressured to step into a gender role that maybe they don't feel comfortable with or anything that makes you feel like you don't identify with it. It's just something that you just simply toss from your wedding then. Absolutely. I'm almost positive that we've featured some weddings where the bride danced with her mother, either because her father was not there or was no longer alive or you know, Mm -hmm. she just was estranged from her father. And so I've seen that a lot, honestly. And, and it's just as beautiful and meaningful of a moment. It's really, I think the central idea of all these family dances is just honor your history and your family and celebrate the joining together of your new family. So 
however you want to incorporate that in dance form if you so choose I think you can do that that was so beautifully said and I will echo that completely it's a moment to share some really nice time with the people that you love absolutely that being said some other great ideas for songs that typically get chosen for the mother-son dance are Because You Loved Me by Celine Dion. Because obviously. I mean, Celine. Queen. <laughs> Queen Celine. Um, I Hope You Dance by Leanne Womack. Yes. Yeah. So it's, a lot of these are very Southern, like country. And it's funny because, you know, I grew up in the South and you obviously grew up in New York. So I feel like so many of the traditions that I'm super familiar with are very Southern. And I've only recently, in the last, you know, five, 10 years, realized how much Southern wedding culture is a bit different than the rest of the country, I feel like. I know that is definitely true. And we see that for sure in a lot of the submissions that we receive. I always can kind of tell when I'm going through the pictures or even just the questionnaires that they fill out. You can tell before you look at the location if it's a Southern wedding. <laughs> yeah. But I will say that Because You Love Me and I Hope You Dance are definitely popular New York songs as well. Okay. Okay. Um, Have I Told You Lately by Van Morrison, probably even more popular. Very sweet. And last but not least, You've Got a Friend by Carole King, which I think is just a great, I mean, any song by Carole King does this, but I think it encourages everybody to love on each other and in the case of the wedding, dance together. So always a great transition so that it's not just everybody staring at two people, but you get a song that makes everyone want to sing along and hug the people they love. And then now you just have a big love fest and it's great. And alternatively, you could choose the James Taylor version of the song because it's also fantastic. Ooh, love an alternative. I love a cover too. Me too, always. This brings up a funny story. So I was at a wedding and the mother-son dance was happening. And then the father of the groom decided to jump in and steal a dance with his son's new bride. And it was hilariously awkward because he was very short and... <laughs> His head was basically in her bosom for the entire <gasps> tea of this dance. So it was it was slightly no. awkward. <laughs> oh no. I hope there's not really crazy pictures. I mean, there probably are, but they probably didn't make the cut for the wedding album. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. I know I've seen some cute father-daughter dance type of things where they'll like choreograph something together. I think that's sweet. You know, especially with all these viral TikTok stars. Have you seen the girl who dances with her dad on TikTok? I have. They're so famous. They're super famous. And I could imagine them doing some cool choreographed dance at her wedding mm -hmm. someday. I think that'd be so fun to watch. I'm pretty sure at this point they have to do that now. It's required now for them. For sure. But yeah, definitely seen some really cute ones. A lot of the time they'll start with a slow dance and then all of a sudden the music drops and they're doing like a funky dance. It's very cute. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that happens between a couple or the family dances or whatever, or even like the bridal party doing a big group dance together. That was never going to be me or my group of friends. That was just not something that I would have ever done. Even though I took dance for over a decade, that's still not something I would have done at my wedding. 
Well, I have a completely opposite story to that. Oh. So my sister actually, so she met her now husband. Well, we met her now husband when we were growing up doing community theater. So we've known his family forever. Aww. I know it's very cute. They didn't start dating until they were adults. They actually did reconnect doing a community theater show together, which is Aww. so adorable. So their whole bridal party was made up of performers. So we so <laughs> we surprised them and I choreographed a dance. I sent videos. I made my roommate video it with me and I sent videos to everyone to learn. And then we had two rehearsals before. Wow. And we put together this whole dance. And so this is the best part. So my sister, when she was in middle school, she recorded two original songs. Like she wrote and recorded two songs. Oh, wow. And they were on a CD and everyone that was close to her knows about it because, I mean, they were really good. Like she was a little Taylor Swift in that time, but we tease her about it forever. Like everyone would sing the song randomly because we would remember the songs. So I worked with one of the guys in the bridal party who's a music teacher and we remixed her two songs together. And at the end of my speech, I was like, so most people here probably know that my sister is a great singer and they might not know that she actually wrote some songs when she was younger so I was like so we wanted to just you know let everybody take part in hearing these songs that she wrote and she's looking at me like what are you doing she go like pale like ghostly white or like bright (laughs) red (laughs) she was just like what is happening like so confused and I was like you look really frightened and she was like I am and then we started the music and it was a flash mob of all the people in the bridal party coming on to the dance floor and then we did this whole choreographed dance and it was amazing I love witnessing those moments I just I think I have too much anxiety to partake myself (laughs) that is absolutely fair we were in the benefit there because pretty much everybody in the bridal party had done theater growing up so they were all people that loved to you know there was one who she was always a stage manager or she ran lights or sound so she was like I'll stage manage I'm not dancing but (laughs) that would be that would be me yeah you could be the stage manager for sure I love to be in control um (laughs) (laughs) but I love that and you basically treated the entire guest list to a free show so that's a bonus for everyone in attendance yeah it it, I will admit it went over really well and people talked about it for a long time that video was shared all over Facebook is it is it like public can we can we share it with our audience oh maybe I have to see I can't remember exactly who had posted it but I'll dig up for it and see if I can we need need to try to make that happen because I want to see it (laughs) I was very proud that's awesome Hey friends, we wanted to take a quick moment to share a bit about our amazing private community. If you're looking for a little wedding planning oasis away from the noise of social media, this is just the thing for you. Many of you have loved our Facebook group, but this new platform is what we like to call the next level of budget savvy wedding planning. And it allows you to connect with one another and share resources like never before. Come join us inside for wedding planning support from a like-minded community of smart and savvy brides-to-be. Get advice and feedback from brides, local vendor recommendations, and so much more. Join us inside today by visiting thebudgetsavvybride.com slash community. See you there.
So another dance that people may not actually be as familiar with, but it does make the list for traditional wedding dances, is called the money dance. Yes. This is something that I was not very familiar with until I became part of the wedding industry. It was not something I had ever seen, and it still actually haven't seen at a wedding that I've actually attended. Yeah. Okay. So I definitely hadn't heard of it, but... For some context, the money dance is a cultural tradition at a lot of wedding receptions where guests will offer the newlyweds money to dance with them. The idea being it's establishing the couple in their new life together, it's passing on wealth and success, and shows them how much everybody loves them and appreciates them. But it also kind of gives each guest a little moment to privately congratulate the couple and then it also is literally giving them money so it's contributing to their future (laughs) guests will dance with the bride or groom sometimes they'll pin the money to their clothes and i've actually while i was doing research i saw that some brides and grooms actually had other attire to put on at the end of the reception for this purpose so that it could be pinned to their clothing but some other alternatives were tossing coins into the bride's shoes or tucking bills into a satchel worn around her wrist okay people people are into doing it you know it's funny i mean there's variations of it in poland greece nigeria the philippines samoa fiji i mean like so many places latin america eastern europe a lot of different cultures participate in it and naturally so many people from those cultures immigrated to America and so it became a part of a lot of U.S. wedding celebrations to honor those cultural traditions I don't know would would you would you consider it no honestly I wouldn't (laughs) um and and like no judgment at all but it's just not for me you know yeah (laughs) I think it's got to be something that really is culturally like you've grown up at weddings where they did it. You kind of feel like it's something that you associate with weddings. Otherwise, I do think it feels kind of weird to be promoting having guests throw money at you. Right. I mean, like you said, if it's something that you've grown up seeing this done traditionally at weddings that you've been to and, and you know that that's a normal thing or tradition obviously you're not going to think anything weird of it. But for me, I struggle with the idea of asking people for money. I don't, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> no, I agree. I mean, culturally, neither of us grew up with it. So it's definitely not on our radar, but it's something people do incorporate into their wedding. I've also definitely seen, which I'm now putting pieces together. A lot of DJs will have those plastic glasses that are like dollar signs or they'll have fake money. And they'll incorporate that into a wedding reception. And I wonder if that has roots from people actually doing the money dance. But I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, I do think there's a part of it that I could see being beneficial other than the monetary part in that it's a nice way to interact with your guests. If everybody gets to come up and have a little dance with the bride or the couple or whatever, then you get actual intentional time with each one of your guests without having to just stand in a receiving line for the majority of your reception, which is something that I'm very anti (laughs) people Mm -hmm. doing. Um, Obviously, you want to spend intentional time with the people you've invited to your wedding. And that's why I'm a big fan of a small wedding, an intimate wedding, because you get more one-on-one time with each of your guests. But 
I can see the whole concept of the money dance where you get to have that personal moment with a lot of your different guests as being beneficial, but just the money aspect of it is just not for me. Right. Which an alternative could be to just have a dedicated song or you'll probably need a few songs, but you can orchestrate this without the money being part of it, where you really take the time to try to get to as many of your guests as you can and share a little bit of a moment with them. I think that could be inspiration for doing something like that. If you are trying to combat not having a receiving line and really making sure you get to make even eye contact with every single person because at big weddings that sometimes doesn't happen so true and then of course right now in the back of my head I'm just thinking oh are people even going to be able to dance in groups I mean I know people are anyway in a lot of cases in like breaking pandemic rules but seems risky I know and it also just has me thinking a lot about how dancing has been so ingrained in weddings because they were something that we associated with big, large groups of people that we love, which we really have to kind of pivot from right now because of the pandemic. We have to try to be in smaller groups, not really touching, not getting that close. And so I do wonder what long-term effect that will have on dance traditions at weddings. Yeah, same. It'll be interesting to see how things progress and evolve. Obviously, everyone tends to take their own personal stance on how safe or protected they want to be. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see like the long term effects of the pandemic and restrictions and, mm-hmm. you know, best practices, I guess you could say, on these sorts of celebrations in the future. Yeah. Something we should definitely mention a lot of cultures have their own slew of dances even that they'll do at weddings, specifically Jewish weddings. They'll do the hora. They lift the family members up in chairs and they've got them in the middle of the circle. Iconic, is it not? It's just like such a fun <laughs> moment. I've only been to one Jewish wedding, My one of my high school best friends, and I was just so excited to witness that in person. That's so funny. I mean, most of the weddings that I've been to have had this. So I'm I'm definitely super used to it and kind of expect it. That's so fun. But yeah, there's folk dances that take place before Indian weddings. We've actually seen some really beautiful ones that have been submitted on the blog. The Indian wedding culture is so rich. There's so many traditions that they typically include. And Traditional Indian dance is so gorgeous. So having either your bridal party or just members of your family doing some of those dances before the wedding is really cool. That's awesome. I love just seeing people incorporate those cultural details into their weddings, especially when it's a blending of two cultures and finding ways to marry those traditions. Mm -hmm. I think it makes for a really personal and meaningful celebration. Yeah, I completely agree. And that's a great way to help you structure what you want to plan for the wedding is to start from there and say, what are the cultural traditions that we want to honor? What are the more typical wedding traditions that we want to honor? What are the things that are not traditionally things that we do, but we want to do? And make those lists for yourself so you can get a better idea of what you want to keep and what you want to toss. Yeah, and actually to that point, in chapter one of the Budget Savvy Wedding Planner and Organizer, it's all about setting your vision for your wedding day, and that includes talking through some of those details like 
what your style is if you do want to have cultural traditions included in your wedding ceremony, in your reception, some of those things like if you want to do standard vows or write your own vows, special readings or special dances, all those things can be decided upon by going through the exercises in that first chapter of the book. And I think it's a really great way to set the foundation for your plans as you move forward. That's amazing. That is such a helpful resource. I mean, I do what I can. (laughs) So savvy. Great. So we will have that linked in the show notes like we usually do, because who doesn't love a wedding planner? And we have one more dance to cover that I actually think is probably the most COVID friendly, and that's the anniversary dance. And so basically, each married couple comes out onto the dance floor. And so because you're likely quarantined with the person you're married to, if you're guests together at a wedding, (laughs) you're already in each other's bubbles. So you can stand six feet apart from all the other people and dance together. And then it's a cute little moment because the DJ will ask the couples who've been married the least amount of time to leave the dance floor in increments So that by the end, there's only one couple left and it's the couple that's been married the longest. And this actually ties right into episode one where we talked about the bouquet toss because often then they'll throw the bouquet to that couple. I love that. So cute. Such a sweet moment and celebrating the the couple who has been happily, hopefully happily married the longest. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I think what we've definitely established is that If you're having a wedding where you can dance and it's a time (laughs) where it feels safe, working some of these traditional dances into your wedding can be really nice and just kind of not getting too worried about it in terms of what other people, you know, everyone's watching you or something like that, but really remembering that these are moments for you to spend with the people that you love and to really honor those people in your life. And Alternatively, if you aren't feeling like your reception is going to be that dancey, you can toss it out completely. We actually found, I really loved this, that a substitute for the money dance, which we talked about, is to actually substitute it with love notes written by each guest. And they can either toss them right on the dance floor or they can put it on the, what do you call the bride and groom's table? The head table head table they can toss them there and then you can take them home and read them after and I love that idea especially if you're having some sort of reception where maybe it's just like a sit-down brunch or a sit-down dinner and you're maybe not up dancing with each of your guests but if they leave you a personal note that can be really nice that is nice I like that I'm a words person like a words of affirmation love language person so I would love to have those little mementos from each of my guests I think that's very sweet yeah I do too and I also wanted to just mention that in the spirit of inclusivity you always remember that there also if you want to dance at your wedding there may be guests that can't or you know maybe they're wheelchair bound or they're one of your older grandparents and can't really manage to stay on their feet or maybe you have a parent who's no longer with you so you don't want to spend that moment you know maybe it's like something you don't want to do because 
they're kind of with you at all times. And just remember that these are all things that you can add to your day if it helps to create those tender moments that you want, or you can edit them and make them work the way they work better for you. Absolutely. So I think we should talk about a fun wedding fact. All right. And this kind of has to do with wedding dances because it's actually about creating a playlist for a wedding. So what would you say for a three-hour wedding, how many songs do you think have to be on a playlist for three hours? Oh, gosh. I have to do some, like, quick math in my head. What is the average song around three minutes? Mm-hmm. And there's 60 minutes in an hour. This is going to be embarrassing. So, like... <laughs> but keep in mind, there's pauses for a lot of different things. True, true. Um, Maybe, like, close to 60 songs? Yeah, know. you're right. 52 is supposedly oh. the ideal number of songs on a playlist for a three-hour wedding. Wow. Oh, well, I feel like my quick math was all right there. <laughs> yeah, it was great. That is something I also love to share because doing your music as a DIY thing is very popular, especially from a budget savvy perspective. A thousand and percent. Yeah, we've got some really cool playlists actually curated on the blog already. But if you're looking to create it for yourself, that's a great idea to have a target number of around 60 songs that should make it there just so you have enough to cover the whole time thousand percent we have a really really great post that we will link in the show notes about how to craft the perfect wedding reception playlist if you want to do your own music we also have advice on how you might want to set all of that up yourself if you can't afford a professional dj because we love sharing resources like that to help you find alternatives and ways to still get that wedding feel without the ability to hire a professional so we'll be sure to link all of that for you guys perfect well that is super helpful and i also think i just really want to put on a lot of those old songs that we mentioned and I guess dance by myself in my room, but it could be nice. <laughs> we, we, we can dance together on zoom. We can have a zoom dance party. <laughs> <gasps> we should, we have to. All right. Well, thank you so much, Jess. And I'll see you on zoom for our dance party. Sounds great. <laughs> okay. Bye. <laughs> You've been listening to the bouquet toss a podcast brought to you by The Budget Savvy Bride to empower couples to plan a wedding day that feels authentic to them. If you've had as much fun as we did, then please catch the bouquet as we toss it over to you to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app. If you're a bride-to-be looking for a little extra support, then join us in our private community to connect with brides like you. Our community helps to support one another while also sharing the free resources we provide via our website and this podcast. Visit community.thebudgetsavvybride.com to join. As always, stay true to you. We look forward to chatting again soon.